Greetings and a warm welcome. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to By the Word of Their Testimony, and I'm your host, Etienne McClintock. By the Word of Their Testimony is based on Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, where we read, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Now, by the word of their testimony is not scripted. In many instances, when I hear account of other people's uh, life experiences, it's the first time I'm hearing it, the same time that you're hearing it as well, dear listener. But in the studio, it's my privilege to welcome Manuel Escorcio. Manuel, welcome. It's such a delight to have you in the studio here today. Wonderful to be here today. Yeah. Now, Manuel is a fellow countryman, and uh, this is a man that I met when I could hardly remember. I was about three, four, or five years old when I met you for the first time. Um, at a mission program run by a fellow Australian, for those who are listening, an Australian by the name of Pastor Jim Cherry. And he ran a program at the Star 700 in a place, I think it was Belleville or was it Goodwood? Paro. Paro, was it? Oh, there you go. Paro. I've been away so long. Yeah, that's in between both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the program was called Dead Men Do Tell Tales. And Manuel was the special music you were the uh, the person that did all the night's music there when Absolutely. they were running the programs. Yeah, I remember it so very well because of the uh, heavy Australian accent <laughs> of Jim Cherry. And uh, he was actually quite a funny man, and we had a wonderful time. And I was just also in the beginning of my career. I uh, was not so very well known like um, later years, mm. but uh, what a delight it was to, to sing Every night for this man mm. And then eventually a number of years later I would also sing for another Australian okay. By the name of Ray Kent So I, my connection oh. with Australia Started <laughs> many years ago yeah, At not, the start of your career pretty absolutely, much Absolutely, very much so Not realizing that I would do what 13, 14 tours of Australia Singing that here That many And mm. I started 1999 When I was invited to come to camp At uh, uh, Brisbane at Kalanger in Watson Park. And um, this was also as a result of another Australian. Okay. Boy, I'm, I'm, I'm weaved with you guys, eh? Yeah, you should maybe just uh, migrate and come uh, live here. Why shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be here. Anyway, it was a, a gentleman by the name of Peter Raymer. He was a pastor at mm. Ambilo Church in, uh, in Durban, the south of South Africa. And I remember very clearly... Uh, I remember, you know, being told that this was an Aussie guy. And oh, okay, fine. But in Durban, we had the male choir, the very famous, very well-known male choir directed by Dr. John Poe. And Peter and a number of, 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 of the other Adventists were singing in the choir. And that year, I was actually the soloist at the big city hall in Durban. You know? wow. And, of course, I met Peter. And years later, I get um, a call from him, you know, email saying, mate, I hope you remember me. I'm now back in Australia. Yes. Uh, would you like to come and sing for us? And that's how it started, 1999. Is that right? I was actually living in New Zealand at the time, and I remember you sending an email through the saying that you're going to come to this part of the world 
Yeah. Um, that was quite a few years ago. And I remember just making some jokes about you know, the kangaroos and the fact that they call each other <laughs> mate and so on. Yeah, that was, that was quite funny. Yeah. So uh, you're living in South Africa. You're a South African citizen or do you have uh, citizenship in other country? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mixed up kid. Okay. My dad came from, from the island of Madeira, mm. in other words, Portugal. Yes. Um, Madeira is situated in the middle of the Atlantic, two hours flight from Lisbon towards the United States. Okay. And there was the first islands that the Portuguese explorers discovered mm. in the uh, in in you know the late uh, 1400s. Wow. And uh, Madeira means wood, so they found oh. a lot of wood in the island. Called it Madeira. And so my, you might even, for those who like soccer or whatever you call it, uh, the biggest star in the world is Portuguese guy born in the island of Madeira in Funchal, which is exactly the same place where my dad comes from. Okay. And I'm talking about Cristiano Ronaldo, wow. the, biggest, the biggest soccer star in the world yes, today. Yes. So you see, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of also famous. You know? <laughs> <laughs> not really, yeah. not really. Okay. And, then, and then he decided to come to Africa around about, uh, you know, when his first wife had died. And uh, Mozambique was the Portuguese colony in East Africa. Mm. And on my mother's side, very interesting, she's also an islander. She's a Creole from the island of Mauritius. Oh. And she's French-speaking. Right. But she also, my family also came from Mauritius to Mozambique, and uh, my mom also lost her first husband. Mm. So there, there was my mom with a boy and my dad with a girl, and uh, they both decided to get married. One condition, no more children. Oh. Guess what? I came along. Right. Isn't that nice? That's beautiful. Exciting. <laughs> so, okay, you, so you were child number three, but child number one to this uh, new union. Got it. Beautiful. So yeah. w- what happened then subsequent to that? You, you were living in... Uh, Mozambique? Yes, I was living in Mozambique. And somehow you ended up in South I Africa. I'll tell you stage. exactly why. Okay. Remember, in the mid-60s, hmm. there was the big, uh, what we call, liberation wars in Africa. Right. Uh, the British, you know, with um, with um, Rhodesia, Nyasaland, hmm. Kenya, the Portuguese with Angola, Mozambique, Guinea-Bissau. Uh, of course, Namibia from the Germans yes. uh, as a protectorate or a, you know, a colony, whatever you wanted to call it. And then, of course, uh, the Congo with the Belgian, the Belgians, mm-hmm. you know, with the Congo. So the liberation wars were taking place and uh, it got really heated up. Uh, you remember also with South Africa, you know, yes. and the, the border wars. Mm. Well, a lot of the kids lost their lives the there, yeah. over there. And uh, something happened uh, that year. My mom's sister's child, uh, he died up at, at the border mm. north. And my father decided, you, this war interests nobody. You're going to get out of this house. Mm. And he chased me and sent me to Helderberg College, of course, where your, your dad and your parents, you know, also, you know that very yeah, well. That's right, yeah. And so I actually, I've got to say that I absconded. I ran away oh. and so I was I was really forbidden to to go back home uh, in fear that they would put me back in not back in jail but put me in jail for for you know uh, what you call uh, uh, avoiding conscription there's a word for it okay, I, yes, yeah. I can't quite remember can't but you know what well. I mean yeah. so I was destined to go to South Africa of course I couldn't speak a word of English I couldn't speak a word of Afrikaans at all, but uh, you know, with patience and you know, a little bit of application, I, I learned. So I speak five, six languages 
reasonably right. well, you know, not not perfectly. Mm. My English is not so good, you know, but <laughs> whatever, better than. <laughs> yeah, but you speak Afrikaans as well, and I was I brought Afrikaans. up, although we Scottish descendants of my dad, so we speak that's Afrikaans. Right. So that's right. You're very fluent, and you sing in uh, English and I sing Afrikaans in many languages and because in other languages as well, yeah. 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 Having been a classical singer, mm. you must remember um, I was also in the opera for 17 years. I did a lot of opera, 36 productions, so you have to learn Italian. You've got to know French. But French was easy because of my mother. She real, taught yeah. me, you know, so it's fine. And then, of course, uh, when you sing German leader, you have to... S- I studied in Vienna anyway, in oh, Salzburg. You? So you need to, to be reasonably good with German as well. So I'm quite comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. to me it's... But I'm, I'm a linguist. I'm lucky enough. Yeah, and I'm learning gift. Russian as well. Are you learning you know, Russian? I can okay. read it already. I can write. I don't, don't understand it. But uh, languages fascinate me. Mm. Quite a lot. I'm fascinated with them as well, but I'm not as gifted as you, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you end up in, in South Africa. You've uh, left because there was a mili- military subscription there, and yeah. you got away from that. Got away. Now you're at Helderberg College? Yeah, yeah. And what are you studying at Helderberg well, College? I had to learn English and finish high school. Okay. And then I went and studied theology, and I finished it. Oh, you finished uh, theology? I did, indeed, yes, 1972. But interesting enough, the music mm. took such an ascendancy in my life that I knew my heart was divided. So it was a difficult decision in my early 20s to, to decide not to go into the ministry. And I'm actually quite glad in the sense that I found my niche. Mm. My niche was not to be a pastor of a church, yes. but to use it in a different way, uh, basically with music. You know, mm-hmm. So I went another four years, so eight years studying, you know. And when I finished, I wasn't quite <laughs> contented. So I did another two years at the University of Cape Town, did my master's. And then I was appointed as a lecturer at the music faculty of Stellenbosch University. Okay. So I lectured for three years, you know, with 10 years of university, obviously mm-hmm. you're okay to do that. So and Stellenbosch is quite an Afrikaans university. Very Afrikaans. So were you lecturing in English or were Afrikaans. Afrikaans? Can you believe it? Wow. That's impressive. Can you believe it? Yeah. yeah. So but a new language so you learned different. in a matter of years and now you're lecturing yeah. in it. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Ironically, you know, I, I was lucky enough because I was, I was teaching singing and I only had two theoretical subjects, basically, you know, mm-hmm. teaching methods, uh, didactic in Afrikaans, okay. didactics, you can hear the word, and then I also singing repertoire for the first years. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I taught singing, you know, so I was... I was I was really uh, in the vocal department. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not so difficult to teach. Mm. So, in your early upbringing, was there any spiritual influences that uh, caused you now to end up at Helderberg College to study theology? Uh, were your parents religious? In any uh, way? Strange enough, this this is kind of crazy, but it shows really that with a little bit of understanding and forbearance, you know, things things are possible. My mm. dad was a Catholic, strange okay. enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My mother's Seventh-day Adventist. Mm. And so the two of them, I'd never ever heard a fight about religious matters yeah. at all, at all. My dad was actually quite clear. He said, you decide what you want to decide. Mm. You'd like to come to my church a little bit. You can, you're welcome. You want to go to your mother's church, quite okay. No problem. And so very often he would come to come with us. Okay. You know, so bit by bit, obviously, he leaned towards uh, Seventh-day Adventism. But the strange thing is that he was the one, not us, mm. telling him what to do. He was the one questioning a number of things, you know. Yes. And, and I'm not prepared to tell you what he was questioning. But 
on the program it's not it's not really the point but he himself sought for truth mm. and i let me give a word of advice to the to the listeners yeah if you seek for the truth with all your heart mm. you will find it the whole issue in heaven mm. Uh, between Satan and God was the issue of truth. Yes. And Satan is the father of lies. Yes. Am I right? That's right. That's right. Uh, therefore, it is so very important that if you seek for truth, but the Bible says with all your heart mm. and with an open mind and with the help of the Holy Spirit, you will find it. Yes. That's, That's a as promise. simple as that. Yeah, you know? I agree with you. Uh, I mean, Jesus said, I am the way, mm. the, the truth, truth, and the life. Yeah. Got it. That's right. Beautiful. No, thank, thank you very much for that. So, okay, so your, your dad sounds like a great man. He was a religious libertarian, and he gave <laughs> freedoms to your mum to exercise you know, according to the dictates of a conscience, and it sounded like there were some influences coming through to him as well as a searcher for truth Correct. that he picked up on some of the Adventist teachings Correct. from the Bible. Look, let me explain something to you. Mm. The very first thing is that in my language, in Portuguese, we do not have names for the days of the week. You're aware. No, I can I ask do, you to, I, what day is today. Yeah, well, it is uh, Thursday. No, in Portuguese it would not be Thursday. It would be the fifth day. Is that Quinta. right? Quinta. Oh, Quinta. Quinta. Okay. And tomorrow would be? Senta. Sexta. A sexta, is it? Sexta. <laughs> Sextet is six okay. people singing. Yeah, yeah. And Wednesday? Well, that'll see, be then see how four. good you are. No, no, say cuatro. it. Cuatro. Uh, cuarto, yes. Uh, oh, I know a little bit of Spanish, but I don't know Portuguese. Audi, Audi cuatro. Audi cuatro, Fourth. yeah. Four. You know. yeah. So Portuguese cuarta. Cuarta. Qu the okay. fourth day. So my dad comes to us and says, "But this doesn't make sense to me." Mm. Now after the sixth day, which is the which is the day, mm. and I said, "Dad, you tell me," you know. And he says, "It's got to be the seventh. <laughs> and to make matters worse, in Portuguese we do not have Sabbath and Saturday. Mm. Are you aware of that? No, I'm not. There's only one word. I know in Spanish what the word is. Sábado. Sábado. Is it the same uh, in? You you can't say Saturday in Portuguese. It doesn't exist. It's a Sabbath, basically. It's a Sabbath. Sabbath is Saturday. Yeah. So wow. my father said, but wait a minute, then I'm, I, I, perhaps I should be following this. So he himself, mm. you know, by consulting the word and using logic yeah. of his own language, he says, you can't put, you, you can't put Sunday after the sixth day because mm. it's not. It's the first. You know, so it, it was actually quite wonderful. For example, uh, he said to me, how old was Jesus when he got baptized? I said, Dad, what did you read? No, he was a big man. I said, yeah, but I, I played in his hands, you see. Okay, yeah. see so he was so he was 30. Yeah, yeah. So there's nothing wrong in being baptized big. <laughs> and you know what it tells me? I think I better follow Jesus. I oh, mean, wow. this is logic. Yeah. This is not nothing to do with religion, almost, you know. It's mm. logic, you know. Mm -hmm. If we are followers of Jesus, we'll do, do what so, Jesus did, yeah. So things like that. He helped himself and made it so easy. When it came to, for example, giving tithe, mm. you know, he didn't like that. He was very against giving money to the to the to the ministers, to the, the pastors, church. and the churches. And my mother one day said, "Listen, why don't we test him? You know, let's make God our partner." Mm. I said, "Partner? What do you mean, partner? Well, you know, he's our partner, and and in the process, you know, he will bless us. Test mm. him. Let's test him." My dad said, "Okay, you won't believe me. There were many times they would find money at funny places. You know, yeah. just yeah. Where are we going to get the the rest of the money for the month?" My mother would open and there's, there's something, you know, mm. bit of money there. My dad thought, my goodness, this is crazy. So he himself 
by searching for truth. Yes. Not listening to what people say. Not the mm. minister. Not the the yeah. father. Not my mother. Mm. You know, the, not the church guy. You know, he said no. He, he's going to find himself. And he had this incredibly bad habit of reading in the toilet. My dad only had primary school. I don't know. That by was the a, way, is that a bad habit? Is it a bad habit? Oh, because okay. we want to use it and he's sitting reading there. Go and sit in the <laughs> sitting room and read. He loved to read in the toilet, and he used to read. And you know the book that really. Touched his heart, Desire of Ages. Really? Oh, that's yes, a you see, it's a book on the life of Christ. So mm. In order for you, my advice to people is, hey, don't, don't become religious, but fall in love with Jesus. And by building a relationship, you then find yourself in a place where you know you belong. Yes. The mm. whole Christian experience is knowing that I belong to Jesus. Mm. And that he with him, I am safe. Yeah. And when my dad found the love of Jesus, my dad got baptized at 65, believe it or not. Wow. It was the most beautiful experience to see this old man mm. down the waters of baptism, the smile. He cried, you know, but to oh, see him in Lord, a newness yeah. of life. It was yeah. nice. It's nice. beautiful to see a transformed life. A yeah. transformed and he was life. a searcher for truth and God didn't disappoint him. He was. Him. Wow. He was. So you were at Hellebuck College. Yeah. How were you always a singer? How did you? No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I arrive, I can't speak English. All I can say is me hungry, me hungry. If you do that, you survive very oh, easy, okay, you know. Fine. That's only two words you need, you know. <laughs> and uh, I arrive at Elderwood College, you know, if you, you might not remember, you were too too young, yeah. you know, but the, the musical life of the college was amazing. It was quite vibrant, wasn't it, for vibrant, a small college? Yeah. Vibrant, choirs, you know, male I remember choir, the Dunbars. The and Dunbars, yes. Mrs. Dunbar that discovered yeah. me. I'll tell you a story okay. about her now. Yeah. So what happens? I immediately, I discovered two things that changed my life. Mm. Nature, because mm. I was a city boy. Helderberg is beautiful. Oh, yes. Uh, the mountains, you know. Remember, I was going for walks there. And then music, I discovered music. Mm. Because my mom and dad, and, and we were poor. Man, we were poor. We never had a car. We never had a house. We lived in the outskirts of, of, of Maputo, the city of Maputo, you know, next to the shanty town. Mm. It was not nice. There was not even sanitation wow. across the road from us. We still had it, you know. But there was still Lorenzo Marx back Lorenzo, in those days. Oh, do you remember that? I do. Lorenzo yeah. Marx. A lot of South Africans used to go up there for holidays because it was so you beautiful. You got it. And yeah, cheap. Change. Uh, and, cheap. and fishing. Yeah, beautiful weather, oh, beautiful want. beaches. And and remember, in those days in, in Mozambique, there was no apartheid. You know no. what I mean? There was free. Mm. It was quite comfortable. And people enjoyed it, you know. Anyway, I arrive and I'm immersed immediately with these beautiful sounds. The boys used to get together, quartets, you know, aren't you? I used to go, all these harmonies and, and the music, you know, why don't you let your body turn you around? And immediately I fall in love with this. And something yes. happens. I listen to an old, do you remember those 33 LPs, you know, of Mario Lanza, yes. the American singer mm. in America, singing the great Caruso and oh. the student prince, mm. you know. Golden days in the sunshine of our happy youth. Uh, uh, overhead the moon is beaming, white as blossom. And these melodies float and I fall yeah. in love. Oh. So I go to the bathroom of the boys' dormitory and I think I'm Mario Lanza. Is this in the shower in now, the is it? Shower. Because they were sort of semi-open showers. Semi-open shower. I've had many a shower in there <laughs> Got myself. It. Across the road was the music building. Yes, but the you acoustics, remember? they would have reverberated. <laughs> you got it. You know, you're a nobody, but you sound like a somebody. Yeah. So I go, and you go, and I do, oh, this sounds very really good. And I go, and I go, 
and I'm making a racket in the shower. Right. And the prefect comes to the Did door. you know what you were doing? You were just no, copying Mario Lanza and the I other people? I couldn't speak English. I was singing <laughs> nonsense, you know. Okay. The guy comes on and says, please shut your mouth. This is not an opera house. This is a dormitory. There's people studying. <laughs> I said, sorry, 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 sorry. So he you had learned a, good, a third word by then. Sorry. Yeah. And thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, okay. He goes to the music building and he says, Mrs. Dunbar, mm. this little new boy from this neighboring country, he's got a heck of a voice. Mm. He says, what do you mean he's a heck of a voice? He says, ma'am, call him. Mm. So I get called to the music building. This is a friend I, of yours? Or? I take somebody, a Portuguese guy, because yeah. I can't, can't speak. Yeah, yeah. I said, John, John Simplicio. He's a medical technologist, also married to a South African. He says, I said, I think I'm in trouble. Mm. So come with me and just tell her I won't sing again. Yeah. I won't make a noise again. So we get the music building. Mrs. Dunbar says, tell your friend to sing for me. So John says, sing. I said, I, I'm talking to him in Portuguese. What must I sing? I says, sing la, 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 la. <laughs> la, la, la works in any language. Yeah. <laughs> Am I correct? La, la. Yeah. Mrs. Dunbar says, the piano sing, sing la, la. La, 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 And then she says, no, you're not singing properly. Sing like you sing in the shower. Now, meanwhile, in the soccer field down there, the guys are waiting for us to go and play soccer. I'm already because I play soccer. And John keeps on telling me in Portuguese, get this thing done. We want to go and play soccer. Just sing and get it done. <laughs> and I put my smile, and Mrs. Dunbar says, Sing like in the bathroom. Mm. And I said, Okay, now I'm going to open up. <laughs> la, 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 la. And I opened up. Yeah, know? yeah. And her jaw drops, and her jaw, jaw drops more and more. Wow. And she says, Goodness me, you don't know what you have. Mm. Next year, when you speak English properly, you come to me for singing lessons. What started as a joke. Yeah. Became my career. Isn't that amazing? That is incredible. So you had like this dormant, latent talent there that you didn't really know until you started practicing I in the shower. I I was making a joke. Incredible. Etienne. Yeah. By the way, do you know what your name means? Mine? Etienne. In French, it means French. Stephen? Yeah, Stephen. Yeah. Etienne, my Died mother. Etienne. <laughs> Stephen. Absolutely. You say it right. Etienne. Other people butcher my name. It's not a common name here. <laughs> That's French but for make, Stephen. You make it sound very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. so you get discovered there. You go and do the music. Yes. Now, getting into the music industry, uh, I, I've listened to your music on radio as I was growing up in South Africa many, yeah. many yeah. a time. There would have probably been a lot of temptations. How do you s stay grounded? Because, I mean, you would have had temptations that someone with me who's got no talent in singing whatsoever – um, wouldn't have. How do you stay grounded through that whole I process? I did not. Oh, you didn't? Okay. That's exactly the point. I did not. Mm, well, maybe you can sort because of elaborate on that a little bit when we come back after this break. Okay. Welcome to the minute that makes a difference. I'm Margot Marshall. What difference would it make if you made a habit of being grateful? Gratitude actually has measurable health benefits. For example, adults who keep gratitude journals on a regular basis exercise more regularly, they report fewer illness symptoms, feel better about their lives as a whole, and are more optimistic about the future. Gratitude is actually a science, and it's also ancient wisdom, having way over a hundred mentions in the Bible. And there's a lot to be thankful for. Albert Einstein admitted that he needed to remind himself a hundred times a day 
that his inner and outer life depended on the labours of other people, living and dead. So cultivate gratitude, it makes a difference. Welcome back. You are listening to By the Word of Their Testimony, and my special guest in the studio today is Manuel Escorcio. Now, Manuel is a person who's been in the music industry for many years. He's got 54 albums currently out in circulation. That's a lot of albums. He's done 5,450 concerts around the world. He's also done 36 operas, and uh, he's done many oratorios. Um, one of those is Handel's Messiah, and you've done 55 Handel's Messiahs uh, through your career so far, and not yeah. even to mention all the others. Maybe you can fill in the blanks for us. <laughs> yeah, Handel's Messiah is something that you do very often, mm. and as you mentioned, you guys do it in Australia. So mm. I was just a tenor soloist 55 times, on uh, it tells you. And I did a lot of uh, uh, um, symphonic works. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you something interesting. Okay. 12, 13 years ago, I was the soloist with the Brisbane uh, Philharmonic Orchestra mm. at QPAC Hall, and I partnered with uh, one of your Australian big stars, Julie Anthony. Oh. Julie Anthony and I did duets together, and uh, yeah, it was an unforgettable experience. But uh, obviously, I don't do classical music anymore because in, in South Africa, it's dead. It's, oh, really? Uh, the, the, the new government killed it, you know, basically. Mm. And that is a, a plain, straight fact, you know. They're not yeah. interested in Western uh, style, you know, uh, culture, you know. So. Mm. Uh, orchestras don't exist, uh, you know, opera houses have cl- closing, you know, and mm. so on. Uh, uh, what I wanted to say is this, uh, uh, because of the fact that I went into the world, do you remember what I mentioned to you on the previous segment? Yes. And then when you compromise? Yes, yes. We're so asking let's pick how up you, exactly yeah, from let's, there. let's do that, because you were talking about how you stay grounded through the whole process, but you're saying you weren't. Correct. So, yeah, it'd be nice if you unpack what that happens? for us. Yeah. You become famous. You get catapulted immediately onto the limelight. Mm. I landed up doing over 180 television programs. I'm wow. talking about on national television. Yeah, I, having, look, I, I used to watch these free-to-air programs as a kid, it. and I was so proud. I think, you I know it. that man. I knew him since I was a kid, and you were on the programs many a time many in South Africa. Times. Famous, famous in South Africa. Yeah. yeah. But th- with that comes the danger that you tend to forget the Lord. Mm. Why? Because you you're now famous. You're now well known. Everybody knows you. Yeah. You can't go anywhere, and they you know autographs and whatever. So what happens is that all of a sudden you tend to put to, to lay God aside mm. and say, but now I'm now self sufficient. Right. You see, independence from God means you don't need Him because you're self sufficient. Mm. That's why sometimes things happen in your life to remind you mm. that you need God. Uh, I, I sing a song called "He Washed My Eyes with Tears." Mm. Why? So that I can become, I can see clearly, more clearly. Yes. You know, through my life, because it's like we drop, you know, the eye drops. Eye drops so, yes. Uh, in the beginning, it's all full of whatever, but once it clears, you see sort better. of yeah. better. Mm. You know, the scales drop. You know, so. Something happens. I'm busy recording. By the way, I have, I didn't tell you, I have five gold discs. I have platinum discs, you know. Mm. I won every single major competition in South Africa. Uh, uh, I became a very well-known vocal coach. Uh, you're the voice that you have over here. Yes. Well, I know what I can show you on television. My boy winning, you know, me as the vocal vocal coach, you know, and so on. So we've done it all. We've right. done it all. But in the process, there was a very, very empty 
uh, thing in, in my heart. Mm. And while I'm recording one of these, a guy walks in and hands in a piece of music, three sheets, pieces of sheet music, and says, Mrs. Corsi, sorry bothering you. Have a look at that when you, and I was the big guy then. I was yeah. really the big guy. And I take the thing home, and I start looking at it, and it's a song by a composer which you will know. Mary John Wilkin. Why Why okay. her? That's the lady that wrote One Day at a Time together mm. with Chris Christopherson. One day at a time, sweet Jesus, whatever. Mm. And I said, oh, this, oh, that's the same lady. That's interesting. And I go home and the Holy Spirit starts working in my heart. I said, you've wow. lost the way. You knew the way. You walked in the way. And mm. you've lost the way. Mm. By that time, I wasn't really going to church too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... Um, and I went on my knees and I said, Lord, uh, forgive me, but I, I I, need to get back. I need to get back. Mm. I was living with a girl. So I said to her, I can't live with you anymore. Wow. What? What? What's the matter with you? Are you gone crazy? She said, no, I've gone with sense in my brain. Mm. I need to get back to God. And on those bases, she said, well, you either take your God or you take me. And I took God. Wow. And okay. I picked up a phone. And I phoned Maranatha Record Company. And I said... Mr. Carl, sir, I wanted you to know that um, I'm born again, mm. and I'm going. I want to record a gospel album. What? You a gospel album? Uh, are you sure? Come and see me. So I went, mm. and the 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 group that I recorded with was a Jubilatum Singers okay. with Len Len uh, Ulefir, who is now passed away, you know. And that's how we recorded. I have returned to the God of my childhood, mm. to the same simple faith as a child. I won't see. And since then, isn't that very, very ironical that the, the year after I, I recorded the album, my second album, I won the National Gospel Album of the Year in South Africa. So the God also blessed us wow. and said, my boy, I, I'm, I, I want you to be encouraged. You know, mm. that was quite nice. And. Then we recorded lots of albums, and that's how I came back to the Lord okay. unconditionally. And that's why today, most of my output in terms of my musical career, and I still do 120, 130 concerts a year, right? Eh? Mm. Still consistently wow, in South that's Africa. Busy. That's busy. Yeah, it's on so average two a plus a week, two to three a uh, week. Quite correct. Two yeah. to three week plus traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's Basically weekends, you know, we yeah. do weekends, you know. And I go to many churches, you know, and. Mm. Uh, uh, we just tell the people and sing to the people the love of the Lord. Mm. Not contentious issues, you know, but simply saying to them, let me remind you that you are loved. Mm. Let me remind you when you discourage somebody. Let me remind you if you don't have any more answers, he is the solution. Yes. Amen. That's it. Beautiful. Okay, why don't we take a break on that topic of God's love? Yeah, absolutely. And we can listen to a song that you recorded with the Jubilatum singers called God So Loved the World. God so loved the world God so loved the world God so loved the Thy throne 
presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned and clean. He took my sins and my sorrows, he made them his very own. He bore the burden to Calvary and suffered and died alone. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love. Welcome back. You're listening to By the Word of Their Testimony, and we've just been favored by a special song by Manuel Escorcio. Now, Manuel, you were just telling us about your life journey, and the year was 1994 when all of a sudden you had this fresh encounter with God, and your life was changed quite dramatically. Yeah. So maybe you can just step us through from what happened subsequent to that experience. The process is gradual, you see. Hmm. When God brings you a, a new direction into your life, then all of a sudden you start walking that way, you know. But you can't just cut off everything, uh, you know, overnight, you know. Sure. But it got to the place where I then knew that in 1994 I, I would abandon the stage and, you know, at the height of my career, and that's what the newspaper said, what's wrong with this guy? Swan song, uh, it's the wrong time to do it. And I knew, I knew it was the right time, you know. Mm. So I then changed direction. But strange enough, uh, Satan attacks you. Yes. Oh, he does. And, and, mm. and that's a good—I uh, was going to say that's a good thing. No, that's when you know that you're in the, on the right, right road. Right. You know what okay. I mean? Okay, yeah. Uh, God says, I'll walk with you, but he never promised that I, will, I won't find deviations or, you know, uh, obstacles or mm. fall by the wayside or take wrong turns, you know. And so with me, it was the same thing, with, especially with my son's death. Uh, Chandra mm. died. Uh, it drowned in the sea, jumped into the sea to, to, to try to save another guy. He was 29 years of age, you know. That mm. was obviously a big shock in my life, you know, to lose my son. Mm. And then to lose my mother, and then to lose my sister, and then to lose my, my marriage, you know. This all is like a crunch that mm. comes onto you. So over what time period are we talking I about here? I would say is about it? six years, five, six years. Okay, that's a like lot every year, into a, is something happening. You just recover from one, boom, they come. Next, my yeah. mom and I were very, very, very close. And mm. uh, she's a wonderful Christian lady. But uh, and then the the worst was after my divorce, you know, the things that were said about me mm. on the paper, on the tabloids, and so on. Because I'm I'm very well known in my country, you know. Yeah. That left a, a bitter taste and, and did a lot of damage to one's reputation. I I chose to just to be quiet and not to say anything. Mm. And the Lord, you know, vindication comes from the Lord. Yes. It's not from me. 
I'm not there to vindicate myself, you know. Mm-hmm. I know where I stand, yeah. and God was good to me in terms in terms of of what happened afterwards. Mm. It all I want to say to the people is that even to known people and uh, whatever like me, you know, well known in my country, uh, sometimes things can go wrong. But the question that I have for you is, Etienne, yeah. can you still love God when things go wrong? Mm. That's the point. That or is, is my love for the Lord is conditional? As long as things go good, Lord, I love you. Mm. When things don't go good, you know, Lord, I, 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 I mean, do you love your child even when he's naughty? You of know, course, I'm, yeah. of course, yeah, you're yeah. not gonna say, oh, go to somebody else, you know. Mm. And so, what I'd like to say in closing is, is there is always hope. My songs uh, are always bringing hope. I recorded this beautiful CD called uh, um, uh, "Through It All." Okay. Uh, and I read uh, when I read when I wrote, you know, it simply says, "Hey, I know how you feel." But I also want you to know that I've been healed. So this is also within your reach. Mm, God yeah. can reach you even if you go to the lowest ebb of your life. Mm, mm. He is there for you. Yes, Manuel, that is true. You know, God is always there for us. He does not change. He's always the same. Yeah. His love never fails, even if we fail him. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that song you recorded, There is a River. So which album would our listeners be able to find the song on? Through it all. Through it all. Through it okay. all. I've gone through it all. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, why don't we break and go to that song now? That would be wonderful. Great. Thank you. Of its great power 
Welcome back to By the Word of Their Testimony, and we have just been listening to a song by Manuel Escorcio called There is a River. And I'm fortunate to have Manuel in the studio as my special guest for the interview. Thank you for joining us. So great that you could share lots of your life journey, some of your experiences. But the thing that intrigues me, if we can just look at this a little bit, in 1994, you have this encounter with God, and then over the next five or six years, you go through some terrible experiences. Now, quite often, People will go through terrible experiences, and those experiences will then have them cry out to God. But yep. God actually almost prepares you for it, what lies ahead. You are quite correct. Yeah. And that's that's fascinating to me. But what would make a person that seems to have it all? You've got the fame. You've got the fortune. You know, your career is, you know, it, it can't get any better than that. You know, you're at the pinnacle of success, and you walk away for that from that for something that's based on faith. So what gave meaning to your life at that point in time, and why did you make such a dramatic change? Well, you see, sometimes the devil is very clever. Mm. He brings you a lollipop, and it's beautiful, sweet outside, you know, and yeah. drools with honey, mm. except he doesn't tell you it's bitter inside. Right. He is a master to make you think mm. that when you, for and I'll give you an example, when you find riches, when you find fame, mm. you find success in your life, you have it all. Meanwhile, that is not what the Word of God says. It says, seek first. Okay. It's a priority. Seek mm. first the kingdom, kingdom of God. So what do we do? We, let's say, yeah, uh, we look for satisfaction in terms of boats and in terms of big things and search for money. And, and, and even some of my colleagues in drugs, am I drinking and so on? And then it leaves you actually empty. Mm. So you are empty inside. You think you've made it and you've got it all. Meanwhile, that emptiness, which is, can only be filled with God, yes. is there. Mm. So to me, all of a sudden, I said, wait a minute. I would rather go with God. You know, and it's, this is not like the races where you you look at that horse and all of a sudden you 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 you're gonna you're, you're gonna now put money on the horse. No, yeah. I didn't put money on the on 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 on, on the horse God. Mm-hmm. I put faith in the horse God, faith that He will lead me to victory. You mm. understand? So yeah. the moment you do that, you know 
you were the winning horse. Right. Amen. Not gambling. You see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Not yes. gambling. Mm. So all of a sudden, my advice to people is in difficult situations, be careful. Be careful because you search for satisfaction in the wrong places mm. as long. And, and by the way, I, you see sometimes people that have, 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 have uh, reached all the pinnacle. Mm. And they, they end their lives, for example. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, you don't understand no. it. And you say, why on earth? I mean, some of the rock and roll stars. How can you destroy your life, you know, when you, you've reached all, you know? That shows there is something missing, mm. a very big thing missing. Uh, sometime, I, once I had a conversation with an atheist. Uh, we had an argument, you know, not really an argument. I said, listen, mate, mm. you don't want to believe in God, but at the end of your life, if you God is there, you've missed God. Yes. Now, I, you're laughing at me because I believe in God. But mm. the point is that at the end of my life, if I discover God and he's there, I've missed nothing. Yeah, that's but right. But you've missed all. Mm. That's the difference. This dichotomy, I've missed nothing. You've missed all. You mm. know? To me, and listen, stop looking at certain Christians. The, the, the church is not perfect. There's nobody perfect. Sometimes I hear my Aussie mates moaning about their country. I say, shut your mouth. <laughs> you know, let me, let me tell you, do you want to change with me? I'll come here. There's no perfect country in the world. Show mm. me if there's a perfect country, utopia, mm. and I'll move there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know, utopia for us Christians is a, is a reality. It's not a fable. Mm. Why? Because I know God said, Jesus said, I am coming back to fetch you. Meanwhile, yes. I'm preparing a beautiful place. What mm. is so beautiful about it? Well, would you like to live in a place without wars, without drugs, mm. without death, yes. without crime, mm. without separation of family? And, and people tell me there's no utopia. I say, go and read Revelation mm. 21. No more tears. Mm. Can you imagine? No more funeral parlors. No more hospitals. Oh, all bankrupt. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> we go to heaven. You know yes, what I'm trying yes. to say? This is what's so exciting for me mm. about looking forward about going to heaven. I don't want to stay here forever. Yes. It's, it's rubbish. Yeah, it sometimes. is rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. The, the world does not have a solution to me, Etienne. No. Your government cannot give me a solution. No government. Economic, uh, you know, big guys, with, you know, experts cannot tell me. Mm. Only assurance I have is the blessed assurance. Mm. I feel I feel like almost like going back and singing blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Eh? That's why you, you you understand my excitement. Yes, I do. Amen. Yeah, yeah that's a beautiful picture you painted there. But eyes not seen, no ears heard. But the Bible oh, paints bro. a word picture for us that we can know there's yes. something better to come. This system, this order, being where you got to have. <laughs> Hospitals, and you got to have police, and you got to have jails, and you got to have uh, abattoir, not abattoir, yeah, abattoirs too. Yeah, I guess. that's oh, horrible. What a bad, terrible. <laughs> but I mean, you know, where they uh, put uh, intern people, what do you call that? You know, um, Afbop. They used to call it Afbop. Uh, oh, the, oh, the, yeah, uh, the mortuaries. The mortuaries and, and all that. All that's going to, that whole system's going to be wiped away. Completely. And not only that, you know how we can sometimes now trip over things and have accidents and hurt ourselves? Accidentally, they're called accidents. Yes. That yes. will even be absent in the new earth to come. That yes. just blows my mind. It's going to be a totally different order and system of being where love pervades every aspect of our life. You know the first and thing I separate. want to I want to, to experience when I get to heaven? My son. You know, my son never called me dad. He called me poops. Poops, yeah. Isn't that wonderful? That's just an endearing term that he got for Only between you and him. Never called me. Can you imagine him at the gates and say, poops? Would that be wonderful? You think I'm not going to cry? 
You think I'm not going to embrace him? You know, what a wonderful can you imagine embracing uh, the Lord Jesus? Mm. You know, Emmanuel, one of your songs meant so much to me many years ago when I was going through a tough time. Your song embraced the cross. Yeah. It reminded me that the Lord Jesus went through so much more than we ever would have to go through. You are quite correct. He was a man of sorrows and accepted the crucifixion of the cross to redeem us. And you know that text there in Isaiah 53 where it says, And the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Well, look, let's go to that song now. And when we come back, we only probably have about two minutes to wrap it up. Say goodbye. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. I am crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live. Jesus Christ now lives in me. I am crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live. Jesus Christ now lives in me. I am crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live. Jesus Christ now lives in me. I am crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live. Jesus Christ now lives in me. the cross where Jesus suffered though it will cost all you claim as yours your sacrifice will seem small beside the treasure eternity can't measure what Jesus holds in the love the cross requires cling to the one whose heart knew every pain receive from Jesus fountains of compassion only he can fashion
Well, that's a beautiful, touching song. Thank you, Manuel, for sharing that beautiful piece of music with us. You are listening to By the Word of Their Testimony, and we are just about out of time. Manuel Escorcio, but thank you for joining us today. Listen, Manuel, if uh, people want your music or even your latest album in worship, called in worship, that is, where can they find this? Oh, um, there'll be a couple of albums, you know. Um, can you help me in Kuren Bong? What oh, yes. is the book? Better, better books and food. You're welcome to call Joanne. That's, uh, I think she's the, the lady there, okay. Joanne, I think. But you, that's the only place where you'll be able to. But they'll be able to post it for you. Okay. But I'm going to give you an email address. Okay, yes, please case do. case that you're very welcome to drop me a line all the way from Australia, okay. and I will answer. It's M Escorcio, M-E-S-C-O-R-C-I-O at icon, I-C-O-N dot C-O dot Z-A. So, Mescorcio at icon dot C-O dot Z-A. Please let me know, and uh, we'll, we, we might be able to help you. Wonderful. Thank you for that, Are Seth. we done? One we're, hour already, I can't yeah, believe it. Isn't that, that's gone fast. Goodbye, listeners, and God bless you, and don't let go of his hand. Amen. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure having you, Manuel Scorsio, one of the people I've looked up to for many years and have known as a child just to have you in the studios here to share your testimony and your music and also your experiences because, I mean, life experiences, when you get to you know, your, your vintage, and you've still got many more years than you, I can see, <laughs> but when you get to your vintage for people to know your experience and to say, listen, you gotta you gotta stay with the Lord. That's the most Thank important thing. That gives you purpose in your life and looking forward to that better land Amen. when Christ comes soon to be to take us home so we can be with our family, loved ones, and no separation. Amen. Look forward to that day. Thank you. Well, listeners, you've been listening to By the Word of Their Testimony. If you would like more information or if you just want to hear more uh, in regards to the music that you can get a hold of, or even if you haven't been able to write down Manuel's email. You're welcome to contact us. You can ring us on 0249-733456 here in Australia. Or you can email us at radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. Until next time. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.